record button. There we go. We are recording now. It is Tuesday, 7.01 on May 9th, 2023. And we are super excited to have Devin Grindrod <laughs> saying that with a lot of enthusiasm. There's a joke behind that, people. On this Triumph Tuesday, good evening, everyone. This is Carol, aka Naughty Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 here with our, <laughs> I'm cracking up because I'm, I'm just so sorry. She's just such the sweetest person and I keep butchering her name um, with our amazing guest, Devin Grindra. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, you know, what's funny about that. And I think it's the, the D and the R and the reason I'm going to say that G uh, versus like Jedrick, our grandson Jedrick is mm -hmm. Jedrick, but a lot of people say Jedrick. So it's it's that same kind of thing with your last name. People are skipping a letter or they're blending it the wrong way, but it's kind of funny. So that'll be our little ha ha for the day. Yes, so many people mess it up. And at least like the way you were saying it, Janice, has all the letters in it. People call me like Greenwald. And I was like, where's that W and the L coming from? Like they, they right. don't exist here. <laughs> right. And well, then I, I would imagine some might say Grindrod, which mm -hmm. sounds a little kinky. Yeah, but you know, that's what I like about it. <laughs> there you go. And there we have it, folks. That's right. <laughs> we want to welcome Devin to the Two Sisters Triumph Tuesday podcast. Let me just tell you uh, a little bit about Devin. Um, really, her she has this amazing mission. And, and I think that, you know, her mission is to help people overcome their limiting beliefs and learn to trust in the power of their own inner knowing. And that's so perfect, I think, for a Triumph Tuesday. And so welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're super excited to kind of chat about how you got involved with that and that, that particular journey and path, because I find it very interesting. Um, so let's get right to it. Yeah. yeah, and you know what I think is um really um you use different modalities, but I want to back up a little bit because whole person healing, you know, we always talk about the whole person and that can mean different things to different people. What <laughs> excuse me, what started you on the path to do what you do? So I had a pretty significant health issue about 12 years ago now, and I just could not find relief from it. And I went through all the traditional modalities and it just, they just weren't working or I wasn't able to be served there. And what finally worked, started to work for me was acupuncture, chiropractic care and nutrition. And so it led me to go down this pathway and I'm very curious by nature. You can ask my acupuncturist. I'm always like, what does that needle mean? What does this? And, you know, I, I like to know a lot of information, just very curious by nature. And so I would go and do my own research and, you know, different rabbit holes opened up to different rabbit holes. And then energy healing came into my life. I had a friend say that she just had a Reiki session and she thought the two of us should get certified together. And so I asked, I was like, what the heck is Reiki? I've never heard of that before. And she told me what it was. I was like, that sounds so fake. You totally just wasted your money. And then I had a, a yoga instructor the following week tell me that she was a Reiki practitioner and wanted to gift me a session. So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Worst case scenario, I'll waste an hour of my life. Right. And it was one of the most profound experiences that I've had. Like I saw my spirit guides come in. I saw my past life and just like all of these things came about. And I knew by the end of that session that my preconception of Reiki was wildly incorrect. And it was one of my life's purposes. So within a month of that first session, I'd become certified and knew that I wanted to open a Reiki business. And it was just one of those moments in life where it's just, it was very humbling because 
I was so entirely wrong about Reiki and all of that. And it just, that opened the door for energy healing. And I always like to tell my clients and people who are interested in spiritual entrepreneurship that Reiki is like the gateway drug for energy work because it's so accessible and palatable for people since it's become so popular that once you take a step in and you really get to see the true magic of Reiki, it'll open up your eyes to the possibility of everything else that there is to offer. And I now, think my, my first um, exposure was a few years ago, actually probably more than a few years ago. And I still don't know a lot about it. So I, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. Uh, but uh, three, uh, two other women and myself went for a, you know, weekend trip to the casino, had some beverages. And we we're just talking about life and health. And I'm, you know, Jan and I are both in the gut health industry. And um, she started talking about it. And I said, well, what exactly? So she started doing some, some tapping, mm -hmm. like in different areas of her wrist and her arms and whatnot. And, you know, my response after, you know, a few Tito's was, what is going on here? So, you know, she explained a, a lot to me that opened my eyes up to it. Uh, I've never uh, experienced it. I've watched it. I've seen other people that, you know, are very much into it. And that's one of the things we love about our Health and Wellness podcast is that we always are open to different ideas, even if they, you know, seem a little out there or that might be uncomfortable for someone. Like you said, what's the worst that's going to happen? Am I going to die from it? Absolutely not. So why not? Let's try it. Let's see what it's about. Yeah. And I think that's so important because you, you tried it. In other words, um, I've had a few Reiki sessions and, you know, you come out, I've come out of it feeling like, wow, energized. And it just, I feel amazing. And, and I feel there's like this inner peace and I feel whole and I feel confident. Um, and it works, I think, differently for other people. But I think the point being is to have an open mind to try something different, even if you think it may be woo-woo. Because -woo. I always thought of Reiki as woo-woo until I actually, like you, became a believer. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it does take that open-mindedness to those experiences to have it come about because it is it is woo-woo. And I, I come from a scientific background. So I have a degree in psychology and was in research labs in college. And so I like to call myself where science meets spirituality because I like to hold space for both of those because I don't think life is ever just one thing. And, you know, going back to that whole person healing comment from before, I think it's really important to treat the whole person and the way I kind of, um, dedicate that is we have mind, body, spirit, and energy. And all four of those need to be nurtured in order to have health and wellness. So I think there are so many amazing different modalities for our, our mind and our body. And now over the last probably 10 years is when I've been seeing a lot more of the, the spiritual and the energetic component. And I know from my own experience, when I was just treating the mind and body I, I felt like there was a stagnation in my healing. And it wasn't until I added the energy and the spirit where I really felt that elevate elevation of the healing modalities and everything starting to work together. And I think that, you know, when you're going through something like that, making a life um, inner peace kind of transition, transformation, whatever you want to call it. We don't think of all of those things together. It's like, I have to change my mindset. I've got to do this. Like, like if we took it from a whole person approach versus picking out, I guess, different parts, I guess is what I'm trying to say. What would you think is, and you've already explained, like after your first session you, and you had mentioned uh, <laughs> Reiki for you was like the gateway drug to, mm -hmm. to, you know, open up for energy work. Other than that, what would you say was profound for you? In other words, you, you obviously went to get your certification. What was profound to you after you got your certification? Well, so um, probably the connection up to spirit. So Reiki in its most simplistic terms is the energy of unconditional love. 
And so in order to practice Reiki, anybody can get attuned to it. And the energy of Reiki is described as the universal life force energy. And so it's um, a combination of two words. So Rei, R-E-I, means universe and Ki is energy. And so it's universal life force energy. So you're connected up to the divine, the creator, and in its most simplistic terms, like I said, is unconditional love. And so having a direct connection to that energy. And as a Reiki practitioner, we're supposed to be doing um, self-treatments on on ourselves in order to keep that channel of energy clear because I like to describe Reiki practitioners as light switches. So we channel the energy, it comes through us and then it gets sent out to whomever is receiving the energy. So if our channel of energy isn't clear, Reiki has to take its time and working through us and then what, what can get sent to the recipient. And so the clearer we are, the clearer the energy is sent out. And so, but quick, yeah. quick question, is it clairvoyant? Like, you know, cause you, you're talking about the energy coming through you. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm not a big fan of the whole, I know it's a common term everyone uses woo woo uh, for those kinds of things. I get it, but is it more, you know, uh, some people are more gifted in, in that space and that modality that they, that their mind or their spirit is uh, more open to uh, maybe a circuit of energy versus someone else who also can be uh, a Reiki specialist, but maybe they're not as, the energy is not as powerful. Is there, is there different levels or is it like you're gifted with it? Yeah, so yes and no to both of those. So there's three different levels to the Reiki certification, level one, level two, and Reiki master, which is just Reiki master is just a name. I don't think you can ever master the energy of the universal life force. And um, so as you go along, your connection will deepen and you'll get different tips and tricks on how to facilitate the sessions. But the biggest defining factor between a Reiki practitioner who everybody talks about as being really powerful is that um, self Reiki. So developing that really strong connection to the universal life force energy, making sure your energy is clear is going to make your session so much more potent for your clients. And what does that look like when you say make it clear? That would be like, okay, Fox News, click. Okay, cell phone off. Um, anybody in my space right now, don't call me because I'm getting zoned in. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like an energetic meditation is the way I practice it. And so it looks very much like how I facilitate sessions with my clients, but the hand positions are on me instead of like being on somebody else. And um, just trying to have that clear mind like you would in a meditation and just, okay. just kind of go with the flow and see what comes up. Because as you quiet your mind, you're able to hear and feel the more nuance of energies. And then Reiki works with everybody differently. So I'm very um, clairsentient. So I get a lot of feelings during my session. And then I get psychic downloads during the session as well. But not everybody works like that. So every... There's a saying in Reiki called a thousand Reiki practitioners, a thousand styles of Reiki. Everybody has their own unique style because we're all our own unique person. Now that's mm. cool. So when you say you get this uh, kind of, it almost sounds like your, your brain is getting a download. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what exactly, is that a feeling? Uh, is that uh, a physical sense or is it, you know, what would that be? It can be any of the clairsentient or clairsenses. So clairsentience is uh, a feeling. So I might feel in my body somewhere that is significant for you. So it would be, you know, if I get a sensation in my liver, that usually means like, oh, I'm sensing some unprocessed anger. And then I can offer up and ask, um, what does this anger want me to know? I always ask, what does this anger want me to know? Because, you know, sometimes we've been through things that we don't really want to know. We don't really want to talk about. We don't want other people to know. And so um, asking for more information in a way that's not insanely intrusive. And so um, other ways that I get information is claircognizance, which is just a random knowing of information. 
um, clairvoyance, which would be a seeing of things, and clairaudience, which would be a clear hearing, so hearing something from the spirit world. Wow. Does that ever freak you out? Um, it used to, but now I'm just, it's so cool. I'm like, okay, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure that the hearing people from the other side or wherever it's coming from the universe, I might not be a good candidate for that, Jan. No, I don't think you would be. Just saying. <laughs> not that well, I'm not open-minded. Not that I'm not open-minded. I'm always open-minded right, to learning new things. So I'd have to probably try it out a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. We're, we're definitely open-minded, but it all goes back to energy. I mean, we've all, we've chatted about this often. Like if you wake up and you say you're going to have a get bad day, guess what? You're going to have a bad day. Absolutely. Or you walk into maybe a meeting room or conference room, whatever it will be, and, and you pick up on energy. Like, my God, the energy was so thick in there. You could cut it with a knife. Like that right. is the energy force tell, telling you or coming, um, greeting your senses, so to speak, that, hey, something's going on here. Mm. Definitely. So true. We're all, I like to say everybody is psychic and everybody can feel energy because well, we can, like Janice mentioned, we've all walked into a room and be like, this is awkward. They are pissed right. at each other without any prior context. Sure. And we've all met people that, you know, you've spoken to and you're like, I never want to talk to them again. That just, it, I don't want any part of that. Or like, wow, that person is so magnetic. That is an energetic exchange between two people and you are reading the energy of, of a person. Or, you know, I, and I know that this has happened to me on several occasions where I'll meet somebody and I say, I know you somehow that I can feel that sense that we've connected somewhere and I will try to rack my brain about it. They will do the same and either one of us can figure it out. We figure, well, we're just meant to meet each other. But, you know, that feeling is still there that we cross paths somewhere along the way, whether, you know, in this life or wherever. <laughs> I wonder if that includes like deja vu, you know, you yes, like that's the other thing, like deja vu, like I've experienced this, like and it's so the feeling is so strong. That's what kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Well, Carol Sue, have you talked to anybody professionally about that? No, I haven't. Should I? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, moving right along. Um, there we go. You know when people say that they feel energy um there that's like another sense uh like signal signaling to your body like mm -hmm. if for instance if you eat too much and you 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 feel full that's a message your body is sending to you what is <clears throat> excuse me what do you think are some important things when you you're feeling these different en energies like how do you depart departmentalize them or how do you kind of deal with them um is that question in regards to my day-to-day -day life or when i'm in session when you're in session when i'm in session and i'm feeling those sensations i i come at it with a mind of curiosity what does this information want me to know why am i being brought to this person's heart center what um, what is coming up for healing there? And so I go into it with an open curiosity and I might say, you know, I'm being brought to my heart center here. It feels like there are, um, there are walls coming up around here. It feels like your heart is a bit protected of itself. Would you understand that da, 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 or right. vice versa? It feels like there's a really open field here. You feel like a very kind and loving individual. Would you understand having a very motherly role in in life and just being the right. character. And so um, this different sensations get brought about and that I feel like is where um, psychic energy and energy work kind of get a bad rep because if you're feeling that in your body, uh, like I'm a medium as well. And so when I bring forth loved ones who've passed over, you know, some- There, there we go to the woo-woo area. Yeah, a lot of times there might be a feeling in the throat, like if somebody was a smoker or had throat cancer or something like that, and you can feel a constriction in your throat. And if you don't come at it with a curious mind, you can say, oh my God, this isn't your grandfather, it's a demon, it's trying to kill me. And it's like, no, Grandpa Grandpa Joe was an avid smoker and he had a very raspy voice. And that's all the information that is trying to say. And so 
one of the things that was really powerful for me on my, my journey is to have mentors because if, if you're going out there in the spiritual world and you're just kind of doing it by yourself, all willy nilly, it's just, you might be doing it from the right place, but being so green and so new, you don't really understand things that are, are coming, things that are happening to you. And having a mentor who's walked down that path, who's lived that life, who can explain and say, oh, you know, those throat sensations or that constriction in your chest, that is simply information that the other world is trying to convey to you. And by closing it off, you're doing your clients a disservice. Well, I'm glad to hear that your mentors were on the you know, land or sea or you know, in this world, because at first, the way you were going, I'm like, don't tell me she's got mentors, mentors on the other side, which I don't know, maybe that is a possibility too. What do I know? Well, we um, all do, they're what, spirit guides. Right. <laughs> so what would you say would be, um, because there, there, there you know, has to be mixed emotions. Maybe it's uh, a surprise feeling. Maybe it's one that really took you aghast or maybe one that really just brought joy and laughter, uh, you know, a comedic piece to it. What would you say would be the strongest like moment in, in your care for others that you did not believe that it would come in that strong or, or that powerful in the sense of a, a new feeling or something that shocked you? Uh, so this was actually with my father and this is back in 20... 2018, early 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, so a little bit of backstory. My family owned a farm in upstate New York for a hundred years and it closed down and my parents were um, moving out of their house. So my family had lived there for a hundred years and was uh, moving out of state. And as I was there with my father, I kept getting this sensation of telling him like, go get checked for blood cancer. And I was like, what is that? I was like, can you even get cancer in your blood? Like, I don't, I didn't even know. And it was like, these words were forming in my mouth and I had to try so hard not to say anything because my dad was uh, very closed off from energy work. And um, it turned out about four months later, he was diagnosed with blood cancer. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> that, that's definitely a holy crap moment. So I have kind of a... Um... It may be an awkward question, but it just popped into my head. And we all know there's a lot of popping going on, right? But like, say you're in Target, mm -hmm. and maybe you're in the fruit aisle. Maybe you look at somebody across from you. Do Does spirit come through like at awkward moments? Like, do you feel like if somebody came through that, like, how would you approach that person or would you? So I would not approach that person. And that is one of the biggest foundations of energy work and why it is so important to work with a mentor on this is because you need to learn how to create strong boundaries with the spirit world. If I was just out there with my energy field open all willy nilly all throughout the day, I would be exhausted feeling everybody's life story and darkness and what have you, even though, you know, there is joy and stuff. And um, so I have my contract that I've created around feeling energy, just walking out in Target and out in public is if it's for my safety, that is the only information I want to know. I don't want to be able to walk through Target and feel the energy of everybody. Um, and also it would be a massive violation because imagine if somebody walked up to you and was like, Janice, I'm sensing your trauma from 1985 and blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, and you are you well, know, that, that, and she probably would say, and you are, and I would be like, help, stranger danger. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in that situation. Well, 1985 was when I got married the first time. So there you go. Um, <laughs> okay. um, I, I guess another way to, you know, you see like, for instance, all these things on TV. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very interesting the way I think some people go about it. And, and although, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't fully maybe understand the whole process. When you, when you set those boundaries, as you mentioned, like if you're going through Target, wherever it may be, and let's say, um, it just 
something ever like pop out to you, like the, the message coming through is so powerful. But as you said, you have to have the those boundaries in place. And that would just kind of be a violation to what, what you do on a normal basis. Do you have um, something like uh, some kind of process set up for yourself? Um, like maybe um, when you get in the car to do some Reiki or something like that to kind of let go of what you're receiving? Um, I mean, I do practice, I have like a, um, a spiritual hygiene is what it's called, where it's just, you know, putting protective energy around, um, filling myself with light and um, things like that. But I don't really come at it from a necessity standpoint when I'm out in public, because I just, I go into it with the mindset of just, my energy is like, I'm just me and I'm walking around here and anything that isn't for my best and highest good just has no place in my energy field. And, uh, when I was first starting down the road of energy work and my psychic development, and I would be out in public and start to feel people's energies, I would immediately say, spirit, I so appreciate you being here. I am so grateful for these gifts, but this is not the time or the place. I, this isn't. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I, I, I was thinking that you would do something like that and and I think again that's so important that you have all of that set up in place and mm -hmm. and a testament to what you do not only for others but really for for yourself as well yeah definitely because I mean for me it would be exhausting and that's you'll hear people in the spiritual community say I can't be out in public it's so hard to be around people and that's because they need stronger boundaries around themselves uh, and then on the other side, you'll hear more newer practitioners be like, oh, I was out in public and I felt this lady's blah, 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 blah. And it's just, that is a violation of that person's um, energetic, energetic boundaries. Um, but it's just when these skills start to happen and they're so new and you don't have that clientele base to, to practice them on, or you're not in development, then you you just get really excited when they come about and you want to know more and more and more and that is um, that's coming from a place of ego and in the spiritual community we really need to to work at putting that ego to rest and that since we are humans and that is our mind our ego is our mind it is a lifelong process of putting that ego to rest and putting that aside hmm that's very interesting that's like you're, you're hitting the mute button so you're not getting notifications <laughs> exactly do not disturb i'm at target <laughs> but that's a good way now, i'm wondering if you know since you're you're talking on that piece and you do kind of keep uh that 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 the energy sense kind of on pause or mute what happens if you get like something that really comes in so feverishly and maybe it's not necessarily towards a any particular person maybe it's something in general so i'm going to use a very simplistic example that you sense danger um mm -hmm. and you, it's so evident it's so strong and it's the impending of say something drastic is going to happen in in the space that you're at along with all the people now i'm not saying you've got that specific feeling but what does someone who practice what what you do? What would you? Because you you know, like you say, you're trying to keep things in check. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there ever a time in that you maybe you personally have an experience, but you you know within your 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 mentor group, you know someone shared that like this impending thing came in and I had to like shout it out. It wasn't directed to any one person, and 20 minutes later, you know, blankety blank happened. Um, I have a couple examples of that. So not being in that specific place, but in my development circle, there was a woman who was giving a reading to somebody else and said, oh, you, I see, I'm sensing that you have a trip to Las Vegas coming up. And she's like, don't go. And that person was um, supposed to go to the concert that there was the big shooting at. And yeah, and so in um, I just got I got I got a kooky feeling, but ooh, yeah. And so the the woman who received the reading wound up not going because it's like, oh crap, what do you do with that information? So she didn't go, and thankfully, she wasn't she wasn't there. Um, but 
Yeah. And in, in mediumship, you're not supposed to give somebody like a doom and gloom, like death, dying, right. divorce are, are things that are, are kind of off the table okay. unless you've really developed your skills because there can be, again, that ego comes in and you want to give somebody like the most profound reading that they've ever had and you want to just change their life. Um, and so you're supposed to stay away from those until you've developed an etiquette on how to properly understand the energy you're receiving and how to relay that information with kindness. But in, from my understanding with this situation, the, the medium was just saying, do not go on this trip. I have a very bad feeling. Um, and then, you know, again, with my father, I, I respected his boundaries because he's told me he absolutely does not want to receive energy healing or anything of that regard. Um, so I, I had to respect his boundaries because I'm like, this is like death and dying. And what do I know about blood cancer? Um, but yeah, I've, I've also throughout the years and getting downloads on, I mean, our society right now is going a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and have Absolutely. Amen on that. Yeah. And have, you know, feelings of, of what's to come. And so the best I can do is just kindly guide my loved ones on, you know, like maybe this should happen. Maybe, maybe you should do this and then, you know, prepare for myself. But I don't, um, again, I don't want to put out there messages of fear. And so I, I think we also attract that. And I do think just because we receive messages doesn't mean that things have to happen because free will comes into play so strongly. And that's why future messages are, um, are difficult to have because I can say, um, Carol Sue, you're going to win the lottery, but if you don't ever buy a lottery ticket, then you're never going to win the lottery. Exactly. And so, um, I think as long as we put out empowering messages, we can shift the energy away from fear and change the, the, um, the options for the future. Right. And we always, we, you know, we always talk about like the energy force that our, our thoughts are electric currents. And, you know, if you're putting up continually, like practicing, you know, whether it's your I ams, whether it's positive vibes, whether it's uh, asking the universe what you want, uh, whether it's, you know, going after that goal and really kind of tuning out uh, the negative world that we're in. I mean, there's a lot of positive pieces to our world. And sometimes just because of uh, media devices and television and all that, we're over inundated and our mind is like on overload. And a lot of the messages lately, actually, I, I, I've seen so many people post, you know, uh, I don't want to say a doom and gloom, but, you know, a sense of hopelessness, uh, despair, stress. And I say, as much as you're focusing on that, that's where your energy force is going. It's an electric current. You're going to attract that. So while you can't, necessarily change the outcome of something you also have the ability to attract uh what you feel and if it's you know positive thoughts if it's kindness it's, if it's giving to others patience uh and really the ability to always make sure that you leave someone in your presence better than you they first saw you or met you you're going to attract more of that so i imagine and, and I've talked about that on, you know, Jan and I both talked about that multiple times on our podcast, that when you focus more on, it's good to be mindful. It's, it's good to be aware of your surrounding and what's going on in the world. But I think too often there are forces that set up that hopelessness, that sense of doom and gloom. And it takes a really strong mindset to say, okay, well, you know, let me look into this. Let me double check things, blah, 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 blah. Where am I with that particular subject matter or thing that's happening? And then, you know, put it aside and say, no, I, I'm going to attract what I, I want. I'm going to attract what I want to give out to the world, how I want to impact. And I think that that in itself uh, is very, very powerful that a lot of people don't realize they have that, that chance, that opportunity to change the direction uh, of where our mind is going. I mean, we don't even use, there's so much of our brain that we don't use. There's so many signals we don't grasp that they mean something. Um, and I always tell people, you know, start out with small things. You know, mm -hmm. if you, it, like Jan said, if you wake up 
and you're expecting, you know, the worst to happen that you're going to be late. Well, guess what? You continually feel that you're sending that now in the universe. And now, now you're stuck in traffic and you're, you're like, darn, I should have. And there is a, a, a pause and a time. I truly believe that you could rechannel that energy and flip the switch. So it's not like, okay, I say that it's not really good. It's going to happen like two seconds from now. You do have the opportunity to say, wait a minute. Okay, I embrace that. I can't change it, but let me let me think of something more positive. And I think we just don't, uh, you know, we're too we're too busy with we want things instantly. We want to feel instantly good, uh, and a, and a lot of people are just not willing to put in the time that it takes to maybe change the habit, maybe turn the channel, maybe to pause, maybe to mute, uh, or maybe to download a new channel in your brain. I mean, a lot of people just don't do that. Yeah, exactly, and that's what. Um... So in the last maybe two years, I've been getting more into quantum work, quantum manifestation and quantum healing. And that is essentially you are, you're reprogramming your unconscious mind to open it up to possibilities. And you were working on different timelines of, um, because with quantum healing, you're working in the fifth dimension, which is where all time and space collide. And so you can easily and effortlessly heal um, from your past just as much as you can access your future and access your, um, your present day. And, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing that any of us can do right now to alter the future is to operate from that elevated sense of hopefulness and empowerment, because we are not helpless. There are a lot of people who profit off of helplessness and fear. And we don't, I do not want those people to be running my life. And so we can, um, you know, I, I hear so often that, you know, I'm just one person, I can't do anything. It's like, yeah, but if we grasp all of these just one people and come into a tidal wave of change, we can elicit that. And, Absolutely. you know, it's not our responsibility to corral everybody together to think and believe exactly as we do. But as, as we empower ourselves, we empower the people around us. And as they empower themselves, they empower the people around us. So the biggest change that you can make is you're just one person is to work on yourself and to elevate yourself into what do you want? So in quantum healing, I always ask, what do you want instead? and operate from that point of view. So it's, you're feeling this type of way. What do you want instead? And I don't mean spiritual bypassing by any means. I think we need to process those feelings. But once we get into that, um, we all know when we get stagnant with emotions. And from there you ask, what do I want instead of feeling this way, of living this way? And and continuing to rise up and come from it from a, a, a a position of feeling empowered and you're you're altering your timeline you're altering the future in that regard just by working on your one person here now i love that because it really uh really uh pours out to you know teamwork you know as a society as citizens as human beings that while you know we are one collectively our one is much bigger than what really people perceive. And if you go in it with that attitude to say, what can I do? And accept that we're not responsible for other people's uh, actions, but what we are responsible for is how we react and how we can combat that negativity uh, with positivity, uh, with doom and gloom, with kindness and happiness and joy. And I, I do see that, think that there's something to say about that electrical current that we all have we, you know, we sometimes don't appreciate that we do have the power uh, to change, to change that channel. I mean, literally change that channel. What do you think, Jan? Yeah. You know, you, when you tap into, you know, as, as we're chatting here, I'm like writing all these notes. When you tap into your own energy and say, when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to have an exo effluent day, right? I almost said something else. If you didn't know. Couldn't understand. She's on a roll. Yeah, but you know, like take hold, like carpe diem. Like we can create our own positive energy, and you know, really create a ripple effect, and boom, look what happens. Right, and I, you know, as I said over the last few days, 
there's been some, I would say, disturbing you know, information regarding uh, wealth, regarding uh, economics, uh, you know, thinking that, you know, the well is going to run dry and we're all going to be like, you know, in a, in a despair type of feeling. And I thought, you know, and actually I had two friends that did it and I, and I, I messaged them. I said, you know, the fact that you share this information, uh, you're putting it out in the universe. Do you know that? And they said, what are you talking about? And I said, you Think about, look at, look at your wall right now. I happen to be on Facebook. Look at your wall right now. The question that you're asking, you're going to attract more of that. And, and you are doing the bidding of, an, of evildoers in my mind of what you know, they're trying to do to our country, to our world. So why not flip that around and, and offer hope, offer uh, prosperity? There, there's much out there and it's a matter of, Focusing in on your needs, focusing in on your your spirit, your passion, where you want to impact people, in, you know, in a positive way, instead of sharing like the bad news all the time, because you know we already know pretty much like what's out there. There's uh, a lot that's untruth to to what is being pushed on people. So if you really don't know it by fact, if you really don't trust the source, why share it? You know, why bring that? Uh, because it attracts. Now, now everyone's commenting on it. Now everyone's sharing the same garbage. And I don't mean to say you ignore. I don't mean to say that you don't say stay uh, to, to be at you know, your awareness of things. But if you let it consume you to the fact that that's all you're doing and you're using your social media or your email or your text or even your conversation to focus solely on that you are missing so many blessings and opportunities of a better world that are right in front of you if you start talking about it in a, in a positive way. Exactly. And what I tell my clients is because, yeah, we are living in a very fearful time. There's a lot of fear out there in so many different areas and that are, are triggers for people. So like health, wealth, and security are, are all being inundated with fear right now. So it makes sense that a lot of people are kind of up in arms around it. Sure. What I told my clients is that in the 1930s, when the um, centralized banking was being implemented in the US and our economy was tanked for it, there were more millionaires made in that decade than at any other time in life. And we are in another one of those spaces right now. So which side are you going to be on? And Life is a coin. That's exactly. right. And also our money is so fake. It's just numbers on a computer screen. And there is more of those numbers being made now than at any other point in life. And when we are in the flow of abundance, when we connect to that universal flow of abundance of, and it doesn't have to be strictly financial abundance, because if you if you're only feeling abundant in one area, then that's not true abundance. Um, when you're really in that flow of abundance of love, abundance of, of wealth and care and health and all of those things, the money is just going to keep coming to you. And my husband, an example of this, um, about a year ago, my husband and I were having a conversation and I, I just looked at him. I was like, I need you to step out of the scarcity mindset. And he was in his story and he's like, but we don't have this, that, or the other thing. And I was like, look, whatever you believe is true. If you believe we don't have enough money for this, then that is true. I was like, but if you believe you do have enough money for this, then that is true. And it's, you know, he's like, well, we can't just go out and buy a Tesla. And I was like, can't we? you know, everybody's got a credit card, like, would it be smart for us to do it? Or can't we like which of those options are and to, to change your mindset around the way that you think of money. And every time you get a bill in the mail, be like, I'm so grateful for this bill here, because that means that my lights were on this month, that means that my groceries were paid. And, and he and I just had it was about an hour conversation talking about the energetics of money. And um, he's an engineer. So he was just like, whatever that this is bizarre and I kid you not the next week he got a surprise bonus just out of the blue his company was like oh clerical error here you go and he came home and he's like oh my god it works and I was like I know right. it <laughs> and, and we, we we do we talk about that you know that combination of having that healthy relationship with money uh, we talk about that every wealth wellness Wednesday Mm -hmm. And the reason being 
um, a lot of people when they hear or see entrepreneurs out there, whether you're you know doing a Reiki business such as yourselves, we're in the health and wellness business from a gut health perspective, uh, mindset perspective, that you understand that um, those that have the least amount of money are the ones that really have to take the, really should be taking the action of embracing. I do have that. Like you look at your checking account and say, like, ooh, it's, it's high. You might see a different number there, but you envision that it's high. Mm -hmm. And the reason being, a lot of people say, you know, even whether they're a nine to fiver or they're an entrepreneur, you know, what, you know, okay, so what money will buy you what more? And I said, that's the obvious piece of what money does. But the real blessing is the more you have, the more that you can impact. I said, wouldn't it be nice to know that your church needed a, a new oil or uh, uh, whatever the oil gas tank thing in there or whatever, their furnace. Wouldn't it be wonderful for you to just write out that check and not even think twice about it? Or you, you know, were dealt with some devastating news of someone in, in health that really impacted and they needed, uh, you know, whether it's a child, whether it's a grandparent, a relative, friend, whatever, needed someone to be with them. And because of your line of business that where you could work from anywhere, mm -hmm. you could say, hey, I can help you out those those bills and my my hours are flexible so I can be there to support you in this journey that now you're you're going on. And I think the the mindset of money and oh it's taboo you cannot talk about it uh needs uh and I think those that do understand the value of that and the abundance piece to it. And as you said, it's not just about the financial piece. It's about the heart. It's about who you love. It's who you're surrounding with, the blessings uh, that, that come as abundance. Maybe it's a physical healing. Maybe it's the mindset healing. Whatever it may be that these gifts are out there in abundance mm -hmm. and they're blessings. And we have to be open to that and really project. And it's okay to say, uh, you know, I want this, or I'm saving for that, or I envision in five years, I'm going to have that summer home, or five years, I'm going to be debt-free, or, you know, whatever it may be, and be because of that, now I'm able to give more uh, to my community or help somebody out, and I think uh, th that is why exactly what you said, that there's going to, you know, certain times of different periods of decades do really create uh, that entrepreneurial or that vision person, that person that has that energy. And you are absolutely correct that more millionaires are really manifested and really come to life in these times. Yeah, definitely. And that's why like when you work on a quantum level, those shifts can happen so quickly. Like I, I have seen miracles happen in that regard. And you know, as bringing it into your daily life, I think it's really important to, to train your unconscious mind to reprogram it to what you want. Because if you think about an iceberg, like what you see on top, that's our conscious mind. And what you see below the surface is our unconscious mind. And that's where our beliefs are formed. And when you have the desire and the believability about something, they need to be a congruent on a thousand percent of all of your goals. So if you have the goal of making $8 million, but you're over here making $40,000 today. And you're like that. I really would like to make that 8 million, but I don't think, I don't believe it's going to happen. Then it's not going to happen. And what you need right. to do is chunk it down. So, okay, you're at 40,000, how about 50 or 60,000? And you just keep chunking it up. Like what, where do you feel that believability is in your life? And then you just keep expanding on that. And you are going to move miles in your manifestation and in your goal attunement, attainment. Love that. Wow, that is amazing. And I love how you describe that is chunk it up, chunk it up, chunk it up. <laughs> and Absolutely. I just want to segue over and welcome all of our amazing listeners currently on the Wisdom Audio app. We are simulcasting through uh, Wisdom as well. I see some familiar names. So thank you all so much for being here today. <laughs> Excuse me, Devin, how can our um, viewers and listeners connect with you further? So I am on Instagram and TikTok and my handle is spiritually balanced. Oh, I love that. Spiritually balanced. I love that. Absolutely. I just had a feeling come through and I want to share it with you. Yes. 
I see you writing a book. You told me that when we yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to mention it again because it, it just like popped into my head. I see you yeah. on a book or something. I'm here for that. I love writing. Wonderful. Well, hop to it. You, you got to start <laughs> writing it, get it published and all that. Oh my gosh. Um, any closing remarks, Carol? So well, I have to say that, you know, what you brought to our audience, both uh, on the audio app as well as uh, Facebook, YouTube and all the different channels that we are on, you know, we hope that you found this helpful, especially if you're in that horror of, you know, a downward spot, you know, spiraling downward with your emotions and what you want to put out and really consider maybe getting more involved with something like Reiki. Everyone has different things that vibe to them of what they want to do. But if you need assistance and help with that to reach out to Devin and say, you know, I, I'm stuck, you know, emotionally, I'm, I'm stressed, you know, I don't know what's going on with my life. And I think a lot of people really have to understand uh, that it takes, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to keep things hidden or uh, not deal with. It takes a lot of strength, uh, which is not always the easy path to ask for help or, or have that self-care that we all so, so, so much need in our lives. And we need to recognize that. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is needed uh, and it will improve your life 100% whichever, uh, whichever direction you go with. But, you know, seek the help out, seek the guidance uh, and be open-minded to whatever choice you make. You will find whichever one works for you, regardless of what it is, but be, be open-minded, I think. Absolutely. And on that note, Devin, we want to, you know, take this opportunity to thank you so much for being here tonight in really sharing um, your gifts to the world, because um, we will be chunking it up and going for that tidal wave of change. Thank you so much. I hope, of course, you will definitely consider coming back and visiting us again real soon. Yes, definitely. This is great. Thank you both so much for having me on here. And thank you, everybody who is listening everywhere out there in the ether. Wonderful. Amazing. And on that note, we hope you all have an amazing evening. This is the Triumph Tuesday episode of the two sisters podcast. And this is Carol, so aka Nani Boss and our 501 or Diva 501 or whatever handle she goes with today. Oh, no. Wellness Five. Diva. 5.0. I like 501. It's got a little different ring to it, but yeah, 5.1, whatever it is. Uh, you know, we, we love doing what we're doing, bringing different um, points of view, different avenues of health, wellness, and mindset. And, you know, it is Triumph Tuesday. A lot of times we have to look at, you know, I, I'm only, you know, the third day of the week. Yes, Sunday is actually the first day of the week. And already it's going haywire. Already, you know, everything I planned, everything I organized did not go well. What did you triumph over? You'd be surprised. Do not let even the little triumphs go unnoticed because those are the things that you should be patting yourself on the back that you got through, however you did it. We will see you tomorrow for Wealth Wellness Wednesday. We hope you have a great night, everyone. Take care. We hope you have that woo-woo feeling. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.